G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Show. And we're back in the same room again, Michael, after our virtual podcast last week. Yeah, it's a bit of a different one last week, but it's nice to be back into familiar surrounds. And welcome back to Australia. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) More welcome home, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so yes, for those who missed it last week, I was in Philippines, so we couldn't be in the same room. So got an overnight flight back from a big work week and ready for another podcast this week. Caught up on all the action, even though I missed a lot of it this morning because I was on my flight. But it um, seemed like it was a pretty big morning. It was. Uh, plenty going on. I have to say, probably not one of the meltdown mornings. Because some mornings when the favourites don't win, we do have some meltdowns online. This week, felt everyone felt a little calmer, I think. Perhaps the right result for a lot of people's minds. When I turned my phone on on the plane, I saw things coming through. There was a lot of like, yes, okay, finally a normal weekend. Because most (laughs) weekends have been full with meltdowns this national Mm. final season. And it feels like it's kind of coming to a conclusion in a bit of a quieter, um, non-controversial way. Yes. Well, there was a national final that you did catch while you were over in the Philippines, Dale. Now, that took place on Saturday morning here in Australia, rather than the Sunday morning. And that was of course, Germany's Unsalied for Liverpool. Yes, indeed. Uh, I love the German national final. I think it gets a bad rap. Look, maybe last year that was deserved, (laughs) but they had some great national finals, um, particularly 2019, 2018. Sometimes the result, like in 2019, was a shock, but the songs were good Mm. that didn't win. Yes. (laughs) So they've had quality songs, and I found this a really good change up to what they've been doing recently. Yeah, I thought it was a good show too. Barbara Schoenberger was there, of course. She's a bit of a legend. Um, always great to have her hosting a show from Germany. Oh my God, she is amazing. So when Australia do eventually win and Germany hosts for us, please, I want her as the co-host <laughs> okay. with like, I don't know, Hugh Jackman or something. Yeah, that would be a nice mix because she's fantastic, I have to say. She's uh, very over the top in camp. We love it. Now, let's have a chat about the winner. Let's have a listen to it first. This is Lord of the Lost, Blood and Glitter. Lord of the Lost stormed the tally vote. Not so popular with the juries, but more than enough points to win on the night and be a pretty clear winner. Do you think they made the right decision in Germany? Definitely made the right decision. (laughs) And not just because this was my favourite. I just think this was the best song for them to send to get a decent result. Uh, I think really they had a lot of good quality songs and for example the one that won the jury will church that stands out in a national final for international juries but we've seen this kind of song before for um in the actual grand final be looked over it's everyone's 15th 16th in the jury and it doesn't get any points so picking something that is going to stand out and i thought it was done very well like a vocal for that kind of metal thing was done well i thought the staging had impact I think it's a memorable chorus. I think you don't have to love metal to enjoy it. It's a bit camp. It's a bit different. 
and good on you, Germany. This is a good pick. Yeah, I'll agree. It was the best of the packages to send. I will say Will, I mean, obviously very, very good vocal, uh, and the juries came for that, like double the points that we got for our winner. However, for me, it would have just been exactly the same as they've been doing the last few years. Very good, solid song that nobody votes for. At least they've gone for something here that I think can attract a fair degree of televote. There's going to be people that love this. It is almost a little old school 2000s kind of heavy rock, heavy metal. And it's got the campy makeup and outfits and all that sort of stuff. So I think there's definitely some votes here for Germany and I think they need them. (laughs) Exactly. And I think, you know, maybe they won't do so well on the jury. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, we'll do our proper review later down the track. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them towards the bottom in the grand final to start with. But I think getting some televote love for them is important. Mm. I think they need to feel that. Europe doesn't hate them. <laughs> and we look, we feel the same Germany. We understand your pain. And so I think getting a little bit of love for something a bit different will be be good. And I think they'll lean into the big campness a lot more on the big stage because they did a good job for the staging that they had. Yeah, I agree. I expect another gear when it comes to the staging, etc. Just quickly, another band, another heavy rock band or a rock band. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, look, I'm going to say that The one concern I had about it winning, even though it was my favorite, is just that it's in the same ilk as Voyager. It's a very different song from Voyager's song. This is probably simpler, Mm. maybe easier to grab quickly for a televote for some people and camper. Our song from Voyager is far more sophisticated and I think they'll put on a a really big show. Uh, So there's definitely room for both. And I think a lot of people go, oh, well, it's just because it's similar genre doesn't mean it's the same. There's room for both. You just have to remember about perceptions of people on the Saturday night watching Eurovision. Mm. They're not coming to watch rock. They're not coming to watch metal. They're not watching country or folk. Or, so when there's that one song of that genre, they normally only go for one or two. Mm. We do have a lot of rock. So probably for Australia's chances, it would be good if it wasn't there. But even Voyager came out today and said, we welcome them. Come yeah. forth the metal come forth changing the genres up and you know what if Voyager's good enough they're good enough yeah absolutely um, I do think there's room for everybody particularly in a band sense they're all fairly different in the songs they provide I, I mean I wouldn't be comparing Slovenia to Australia or you know San Marino to these guys or anything like that they're all very different so I think there's plenty of room there yeah definitely I do think Voyager and uh, Lord of the Lost are probably the most similar for your basic once-a-year viewer on mm-hmm. a Saturday night, not a music follower. Yeah, fair enough. That's I think, you know, that's we've got the eyes we've got to see it through, I think. Yeah, looking forward to seeing this one in Liverpool. All right, quickly, our runner-up was uh, Ika. Is that his name? Oh, yeah, we don't have to talk about his name too much. I don't want to talk about him much at all, to be honest. The juries gave him 10. <laughs> Deserved. <laughs> and the tele- 10 too many. The televote gave him 101. So yeah. obviously there was a bit of a vote or something going on in Germany to, to you know, pump this up a little. Yeah, look, there were some controversial parts of it. Like, you know, it's a little bit Dustin the Turkey um, style song and the lyrics, basically upset about not doing well at Eurovision. There's some issues with him as a person as well. Mm. But ultimately, I mean, I don't mind the fact, take all that out, the schlagerness was not the offensive bit for me. <laughs> I was I was welcoming some schlager. But um, he did very well in the televote. Mm. And it's got to be said... The vast majority of televotes went to these two acts because it wasn't a cap televote. Mm-hmm. So 146 for Lord of the Lost, 101 for Ica. The most you could have gotten the jury was 96. So oh, okay. again, this was showing it's not purely 50-50, no. but also German people were 
totally rejecting this commercial safe pop. They want something different. Yep, I totally agree. They smell the writing on the wall. Or <laughs> smell the writing on the wall. See the writing on the wall. They did. They smelt the wind and they <laughs> saw the writing on the wall. It's normally me who stuffs <laughs> those sayings up. So I think they well and truly got away from those sort of commercial radio songs. Just quickly, Will Church, our uh, jury winner, he came third, really abandoned in the tally vote. But I also want to mention the fourth place, Trong opened the show, our Vietnamese German singer. He was fantastic. I really enjoyed that performance. I thought it gave a real sort of Asian flavour to the entire performance and the show. I thought it was great. Oh, fantastic. I mean, we love it. You know, down in Australia, we are part of the Asia Pacific. And it's amazing to see someone who is German, but just has Vietnamese heritage and has done a lot of work in Vietnam, mm. one Vietnam, Vietnam Idol, to do so well. To come fourth is such a great result. So good on him. Loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Anyone else there jump out for you? Anyone else you want to discuss? It's worth talking about Patty Gurdy. Mm. We did talk a lot about the Hurdy Gurdy. Patty did come last. I think that's a little harsh. Her televote was actually the third highest, though, but the televote was so low for everybody, didn't help her too much. Mm. Unfortunately, I think the occasion got a little bit much for her. She she sang it fine, but I wouldn't say she um, delivered it with a huge amount of confidence, and she was left a bit um, lost with the staging or lack of. Yeah, I agree. They could have given her more. This song, for me, gave me more, like, here's some staging opportunities, we've got some real themes we can go with here, and they kind of just threw her out there with the set in instrument and bit off of, she went bit of seaweed or something yeah, it's hanging off her or something vine. <laughs> yeah. and what was with the other one that was in the bushes yeah. And then there was the guy up that weird rock. There was some very odd staging choices. Yeah, you could see. And what I enjoyed is I gave everybody a very individual performance, but they was just like almost for the sake of it sometimes. It's like, yes, you're going to be standing on a top of a concrete sort of you know, mound. Yes. Termite yeah. mound. Very, very odd. <laughs> so, so strange. So strange. All right. Well, I guess we can agree. I think Germany's gone for the right one this year. Exactly. Whatever happens, happens. I think they've at least taken a risk and done something different. Well, one of the highest quality national finals, I think, going around that doesn't get a lot of attention because we get so many songs from it, Mm. came to a culmination. It was from Serbia, Michael. You were catching all the action this morning, weren't you? Yes, I was. I also kept an eye on the semifinals throughout the week as well because I think Serbia is really one of those best produced national finals we have. So, Pesma Valjurevisiu. So let's have a listen to our winner and then we can come back and discuss everything else. But this is Luke Black with Samo Mises Bava. Right, that was our winner, Michael. But what's your overall take on the national final from Serbia? Look, I thought this was extremely high quality. I caught the uh, entirety of semi-final one, and what a serve day. Like, everybody had their own sort of fully realised staging concepts. It looked rehearsed. It looked professional. And I think they gave each one of their artists a fighting chance of getting through. So very, very well done. I thought semi-final two, not so strong. The final again, just very, very well done. The Serbs really know how to put on a show. 
I think the fact that so many songs come out at the start, like it's 32 to start with, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is a bit much. The songs come out in the middle of the peak of national finals. And you only really get a chance this week to kind of catch up with it. But you should invest the time. If you can do, and I'm almost talking to myself here, four days or five days of Sunday more for five hours, you could do Serbia. And I've really enjoyed the national finals from the last few years. Really disappointed not to catch the action live, but of mm. course caught up with everything um, post it being done. And my God, so many high quality entries here. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I'll ask you, what did you think of our winner, Luke Black? Because it's a, a bit of an unusual song, I think. Yeah, this is real. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I love it's got this very Eastern European club feel, but also it almost reminds me of something. There's a creepiness about it. It's almost like, it's almost like. Serbian Twilight in a Ooh. club at 3am. There's like a bit vampire or something. I don't know. There's something that just works. Uh, I can't say I'm hanging on to the song. I'm loving the whole performance and vibe. I keep using vibe this season, but it is. It's a vibe and I'm lo- I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it was a very dark performance, like um, the lighting and, and the whole presentation was. But I think that went with the song very, very well. It's not one of those like, you know, here's a, a verse, here's a chorus, here's a verse, here's a chorus. No, no, no. We, we go a bit more experimental or we go a bit more sort of challenging with, this, with the structure of the song. But it definitely works for me. And I think sometimes when you try and do these kind of songs, it can just be too left field. But I think this feels cohesive. Yeah, I think there's enough there to grab your attention and then take you to another place before... That gets a bit too dollar weird. Mm. Uh, I do think at times, um, diction-wise, it reminds me a little bit of Melvin. Remember Melvin from 2018 from Ukraine? How could we forget? Barely understood a word he said. <laughs> he was singing in English, but oh, I didn't understand half of it. Um, I do think part of it is obviously there's some things you can't really hear from him very well, but that can be improved. And he hits his marks on certain things like that game over moment and mm. some of his opening lines, I think definitely improved from the semi to the final as well. Yeah, a bit of a talking point. He didn't win either the jury or the tally vote. Do you think that's a bit of an issue or just this is the way it goes sometimes? I think the way it goes because of the type of song it is. Mm. And I think when you look at the songs who won the tally vote, which I think is very of what the public would like in Serbia and what won the juries, which was, you know, I thought a bit dull, but maybe what the juries like, I think this hits both camps and Mm. will still hit it high um, for enough people at Eurovision. Yeah, he came second in both. Wasn't too far away on either of them, to be honest. Only lost the jury by a few points and then was only maybe a few hundred down on the uh, tally vote. So it's not as if he came seventh in one or whatever and got dragged through. All right, uh, let's go on to our second place person. Now, I'm, I think you're a bit of a fan of this one. Now, this did win the tally vote. What did you think of Prince? And I'm not going to try and pronounce the name of the song. I really enjoyed this. I really did. Look, it was a bit of a throwback. It did feel very 2000s, but not in a not in a um, silly way of 2000s. When I think Eastern Europe was very much leaning into their very um, local sound and what worked and doing it really well with a bit of pop and Eurovision flavor. And I thought this had it. And I really think there's a market at Eurovision right now for people wanting this because it was quality retro throwback. I think that's what I feel rather than your kind of like silliness. And I think as Televote happens over the semis, I think we'll see a few more Balkan countries maybe lean into this. So I would not have been upset if this went. I really enjoyed it. It certainly lent into the kind of local flavor, didn't it? I mean, even him with his outfit and all that sort of stuff. 
can't say it really worked for me, but I, you're right. I think there's very much a market for this out in the Eurovision sphere. So if this was to get the ticket, I thought actually that would probably qualify. We both discussed that when we were watching it. It'd be interesting to see. I've got a feeling we'll see a bit more in the coming years from probably this kind of era and this kind of ilk. Okay, so third place, Michael, was the jury winner, Nada. I've already said that I wasn't a big fan. What did you think of this? Not a big fan either. <laughs> um, it kind of just felt a bit anemic. It was, you know, don't get me wrong. She, she sang the song very, very well. It was a pretty song. It just felt tired or it just felt just not, not very original. I think you mentioned sort of, oh, look, she looks like a Serbian Taylor Swift. That's not what you need. You just need something a bit more original and a bit, bit more oomph. Yeah, I was surprised this won the jury from mm. considering what else was out there. So, but hey, um, it did. Now, was there anybody else in the lineup you liked there, Dom? Yeah, Philip, who came fourth. I thought this was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I think if maybe um, Lou Black wasn't around, he might have got a bit more votes. I think it was just a very modern song done very well. A little bit of um, music video effect almost, I Ooh. think, a little bit, um, which I think works well in Serbia because it's all about that high production. But this was really good. And the fact that this came fourth, and not, we're not even really talking about it, I think just shows the quality because I think if this was in Ukraine at the start of the season kind of uh, I think this would have been people would have been losing their minds potentially over it yeah I agree it was very solid wasn't it very well presented it's not the most um, probably challenging track it's a it's a you know eastern sort of dance track but he performed it very well and I just thought the package worked as well as so definitely deserves that top five finish there for Philip I reckon and the only other one worth mentioning here is Hurricane version 2.0. Um, finished, what, in 12th place yes. with one single point. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. Yeah. I don't think it really has the, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, impact that the original Hurricane had with their style of music, but I could see they were trying to do something very, very different. It's, yeah, it still had the same kind of ilk about them, and for anyone who missed the news earlier in the season or didn't catch up on it, this Hurricane is not the same one who competed in 2021. It's the same brand. It's like Sugar Babes, but in Serbia, it's a whole new set of three women performing, and they didn't do quite as well as the original. Not quite as well, no. <laughs> well, that's Pesma for another year. I have to say, we seem very impressed there from Serbia, didn't we, Da? Definitely check it out next year or catch up on it now if you haven't. All right. Also, this morning, we had one of Australia's favourite Eurovision nations. It was Moldova with their national final, Etapa Nationala. No idea if I'm saying that correctly. I hope I am. Apologies, everyone from there. Well, let's talk about our winner from there. It's Pasha Parfeni with Sorella Seluna. <laughs> All right, Mike Pasha competed at Eurovision in 2012. He's back, back, back again for 2023. Surprising winner or not surprising winner, considering his opposition? Yeah, he was always in the kind of favoured pack, wasn't he? But I can't say I was expecting him to win. But, I mean, he's won the jury. He's won the tally vote on this one. So it was a pretty emphatic win in the end. And even his tally vote points were um, well and truly ahead of his opposition. Can't say I like this. There's something about it. I just find boring. 
Oh, really? Yeah, and I hate to use that word, but I just find it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be quite ethnic and quite traditional or whatever, but no, I just find it boring. I think there's a structure there to allow some things to happen. And maybe on the stage of this national final, it hasn't fulfilled maybe as big as it can go. Because I wasn't blown away by it, for sure. I thought it was, okay, I, I do enjoy it. I, I don't have any, anything against it. I thought there were some nice moments of the stage, uh, the staging, the performance. There were some really questionable ones. Mm. Very questionable ones. I don't even want to... I, I don't know. I yeah. just found something Something was a little bit uncomfortable. Just go and watch the video. And I just don't like the use of that at all to kind of make a cheap kind of staging um, thing, it feels. So uh, there's part of it I liked. Um, I think it could get better for the Eurovision stage, but it ultimately kind of felt like it won because others didn't. Another song didn't do as well as it could. Pretty much, I was expecting this to finish in the top three, but probably one of the minor places in the top three. Look, ultimately, he sang the song very well, and he certainly commits to the performance or the, the performance we saw this morning. Also, the backing singers, the two ladies that come out, fantastic. I thought they were really, really good with the horns on and everything. So. You're right, there is some visual aspects and some staging aspects here I think could be very good. I just find the underlying song is just not really there. It's just not much of a song at all, really. I think it's one of those ones where you've got this big instrumental part and at the moment they're not doing anything with it. I'd almost compare it to... It's completely different, but Romania last year, I don't think we ever thought it would be as quite as good as it was. Um, live at Eurovision and maybe they can bring that instrumental section to life because it's a big part of the song but I agree he did a great performance Mm. all very solid I don't think there's anything wrong with it it's just not grabbing my attention that much it's all yep this is good I like this I think this could be good on stage but I'm not excited by it yeah I'm I'm pretty much there as well and what I fear is that to make it bigger and to make it more sort of what's the word I'm looking for garner attention you're going to get crazier with the staging and sillier with the outfits. Yeah, I hope they don't. You know what I mean? Like, it's already on borderline a bit, you um, I wouldn't go any stupider with it. I don't know. It's just not working for me. I know it's going to work for some people, just not for me. It's, it's kind of caught in no man's land. It's like when you had My Lucky Day, Moldova 2018, Hey Mama 2017, and even last year, you can lean into the fun and the camp because the song's got, it's full of that. Mm. I don't think this is full of camp and fun. It's kind of traditional, but like... I think he's being deadly serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. But I I don't think it lends itself to deadly serious, and I don't think it lends itself to deadly fun. Yeah, I'm not sure where this one's going. All right, well, what about second place? It was Sunstroke Project with Yummy Mummy. Hmm. What were your thoughts? Well, I mean, the song itself was never one of their massive hits like they've had in the past. Like, they've had better songs that they've tried to go with. Look, it was fine. I don't know why they sat down during the performance. Like, I think the first two-thirds of it, they sit on chairs and do kind of choreography with their legs. I don't know what they were thinking of that, whether trying to start some TikTok trend or something. It just looks silly. And then when they finally got up and really performed that second half or that last minute of the song, there it was. Hello, there was the package. But it was too late. The horse has bolted. You've chosen to sit down for a two-thirds of it. Very, very odd. 
totally agree. It was such a strange choice. So yeah, they were about the first two minutes or so. It felt like anyway um, that they were seated, and their audition when it was just them was more entertaining um, than this <laughs> live stage thing. I, I don't know what they were thinking. It was such the wrong move. It's such an infectious little song that's actually it's not brilliant, but Ooh. it's fun and it makes you want to get up. And I felt like I just want you to get up the whole time. It felt awkward. It felt like they wanted to get up as well, and they were kind of just doing their thing. Strange. And then it didn't even have... When they got up, it wasn't even a big moment. They just kind of stood up and then danced around for a <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... There wasn't it. a moment. Like it, I agree. Yeah. They kind of just stood up. It wasn't like, boom, here's some lights or here's something. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. It was just like, uh. So I think that really killed it for them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think it would have been close between these two if they did better staging. But also maybe Moldova just don't want to send them again. Yeah, also expectation. I mean, if you've delivered a song like Hey Mama, for example, and then you come back with something that's not as strong, perhaps people punish you for that. Yeah. Um, I still think the song was better than the winner. At least I remember this one, as cheesy as it is and as probably awful as it is. At least I remember it. I think it would have been, if they, as long as they didn't sit down, a guaranteed qualifier. <laughs> yes. At, at, I, I think it would have been very close at the minimum. Well, I think Pasha's got some work to do. Yeah, I'm not saying they won't with Pasha, but probably a bit more work to do. You're exactly. Right. And it's up to the Moldovan people, so they chose, and I respect their decision. Mm-hmm. Well, also coming to a completion this week was Iceland's Song for Kepnendale with their five-song final. Now, before we chat about it, let's have a quick listen to the winner. This is Delia with Power. And I take my flowers I can So let the love shine over me Delia saw off the three boys in the super final and took the crown. What did you think of this selection by the Icelandic people? I thought the five songs in the end weren't too bad. Hmm. Like it was an enjoyable small national final. I'm glad it wasn't 10 songs or anything like that. And you know what? It, it wasn't the highest quality song for Kepnan we've ever had but it wasn't terrible. I was a bit worried when the studios first came out but you know what? I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I think the more I saw them live, the more I thought, well, actually, this has got some legs for a decent show, at least. Do I think any of these five were going to break the top ten at Eurovision or anything like that? No. Probably not, no. But what do you think of Delia this morning? Well, again, can I just say, from anyone from the, also the semifinals, her vocal is really good. It's very kind of different, um, almost this different kind of vocal tone, but there's so much power in it. And she really gets to show that off. She has a really a very impressive vocal. And it's probably a big shame for Iceland that there's no juries this year because I think that would really help with it. But I think, you know, there's something here with this. I think the staging today was, again, awful. Like, it's an awful staging. It's one of the worst stagings I've seen of any national final song this year because there's a lot to work with here. She's in the dark half the time, then she's just sort of running around, weird kind of LEDs. So the fact she still won means I think this could be a lot better at Eurovision, even though I think the song's a bit okay. I'm a bigger fan of her. 
you hit the nail on the head. I'm going to say, I quite like her. I'm not so keen on this song. And that staging needs to be thrown out and start again. The problem I have with the staging is it makes the song even more chaotic than it really is. And it's already kind of chaotic to start with. So you're not kind of, uh, what is it, giving, giving me as a viewer a clear picture of what you want to say with this song. Because I still don't know what the song's about. Um, you know, I know P -p -p power. Uh, no one's, <laughs> someone's doesn't have power over her or something. But it, it's it's a very kind of chaotic energy that's coming through, and I think that can also detract from her vocal because mm. if we can just calm the whole thing down, allow her to sing and perform, you know, in a reasonable manner, then I think we'll get the best out of this song. But it definitely needs a change. Yeah, totally highlight and make obvious those moments because there are some big moments where she will hit something, but there's already a million things going on. They're kind of just lost in a sea of chaos. Mm. So I think there is, I kind of didn't think this had any hope. I kind of feel it has some hope with the right staging and with the right lineup of songs. They're in our semi, aren't they? I think so. Yes, they are. And I think this is the better semi for them to be in. Yeah, probably. Being in this semi-final gives them a hope. I've written off Iceland far too many times than I should have, and they always seem to qualify. So I'm not going to write this one off, because I wrote the girls off last year and they well and truly got there. But I do think they've got to rethink about what they're doing with it, because I think there is a good performer and a good song here. Just make it a bit clearer to the audience. Good performer. Not sure about the good song. <laughs> yeah, true. And there often is from Iceland. A lot of good performers, not often the good song. So hopefully they can bring something together here. But look, it's a decent Eurovision entry. So, you know, well done, Iceland. At the start of the whole thing, I thought they were dead in the water already, and they certainly aren't yet. All right, let's talk about the runner-up from the uh, super final there, Dale. It was the three boys with their rockabilly song, OK. What did you think of that one? Oh, look, I, I enjoy this. This is mm. a bit of a guilty pleasure. I think this had an audience. I wasn't super shocked to see it make the super final. I guess probably a lot of people might have been. But there's an audience for this. Oh, it, yeah. For sure. And it just has something. I don't know like if it's always a great thing. There's a lot of instrumental. You know, we talked about this last week. But I, I do think there would have been also an, an audience at Eurovision, maybe more a Saturday night crowd mm -hmm. rather than your more maybe knowledgeable semi-final crowd watching so maybe this i think they still made the right choice and choosing uh power yeah i think there's probably a bit more growth potential with with power i have to say this was always going to the super final for me because i think it was when i looked at those five songs the cleanest of the presentations and you know probably the sort of most palatable of the songs for a mass audience so no surprise they made it there for me. Perhaps they got votes from the older uh, generations, perhaps, in, in Awesome. Exactly. Older people watch and vote. Don't they forget about that. They certainly <laughs> do. Anyone else you want to mention there? I know we were looking forward to celebs. That, they seemed really cleaned up and a lot less crazy this morning. Yeah, I mean, it was still nuts, yeah, but yeah. it was slightly cleaner. It was still absolutely a hot mess, but I enjoyed it. They even tried to clean up the tinsel pants and the red tinsel uh, dress dancer thing but look i we're all the better for seeing them again aren't we just yes no we are i, I enjoyed their performance this morning as i say i think it was toned down just enough but still allowed the craziness just another mention to siga was actually my 12 points going into this i thought she did a good job 
but I must say in English this was even it was even more lightweight and a bit junior Eurovision. It seems so junior Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, maybe just the whole language thing gave it a sophistication last <laughs> week that it should not. That it didn't have. Sometimes it's better not to sing in English. Yeah. Because you don't know. Yeah. As soon as I was seeing this today, I was like, oh, this feels like junior Eurovision. She did a good job of it. I thought she sang it pretty well and she yeah. sells it. But yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I regret giving that my 12 points now. <laughs> and well done, Braggy. I guess we've mentioned everyone but him. So yeah, well done for making it footballer come singer. Yeah. Good stuff. Good to see him make the final. Well, going back earlier in the week on Monday morning Australia time, Sunday night in Europe was the Polish national final. Now, we will not attempt to murder the Polish language with the full name of this national final, but you do have the English translation, don't you, Michael? Yes, and very simply put, it is here beats the heart of Europe. We choose the hit for Eurovision. Who came up with that? It is the worst name of any national final going around. But we did have a winner, a somewhat controversial one, but we'll get to that. It was Blanca with Solo. Let's start talking about the song, Michael. This won the jury, was second in the tally vote for 22 points overall to win. What were your thoughts on Solo? Well, I think one of the things to remember here is this is a very popular hit song in Poland. This is a a video that's already got 12 million views before she even hit the stage. So people knew about this song. I had some reservations about the live performance, which she was a little pitchy. So I'm not really sure where the jury got a 12 points for that one because, you know, definitely there were some more impressive songs in there. But yeah, ultimately she's um, got a combination of the two's got her to the top. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, you know, I, I, I can see why this one. Um, I thought, yeah, she, was, she wasn't perfectly, I think she improved as the song went on, mm-hmm. but it was a tidy little package. It kind of reminds me of something that you'd see the Polish singer Margaret sing in Melody Festival. Um, it had a slickness to it. I was even surprised that it didn't have a Swedish uh, songwriter because it gave me that kind of vibe about the whole thing. But I thought the whole production was good. I would like to say her choreography was done so well it's very hard sometimes with like four dancers when six on stage is a very awkward number. And I thought they did a very good job with that. How overall staging, it looked good. It's a decent package. Is yeah. it great? Maybe not, but it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, what they had in that national final, what can you take to the contest and clean up? I'm sorry, it was Blanca. It was solo for me, definitely. This is something you can improve the performance vocal-wise, and but it's a, just a good, solid little pop song that's going to have its fans. So, yeah, I, I can see why it got the ticket. Exactly. Well, let's talk about runner-up before we talk about any other kind of controversies with things. Mm-hmm. Runner-up was Jan with Gladiator. This is my favourite, definitely going into it. Did get 12 points for the tally vote, only seven with the jury. I can understand why it didn't do as well with the jury because I do think, for example, Blanca was a bit pitchy at the start and improved for a pretty simple song. Since I heard Yarn's song, I was very worried about this live performance. Very wordy, a lot to do. And I have to say, 
it really struggled for two minutes 30 of the song to really feel palatable i love the song i felt it was a little bit of a car crash live oh the last 30 seconds were good apart from that awful i don't know why people are screaming oh well you know this should have gone this should have gone i don't see it i think the song's odd it's probably more on the electro experimental side so it's not much of a melody there and stuff like that you know what i mean but still it's just a bit of an odd song and i just don't think he performed it very very well at all i think he's a very good young performer i think there's a lot of potential there and i loved would love to see him come back I think he's got potential, but that wasn't it. I'm sorry. That just was not it. I think I, I really like the song, actually. I think it's still a very good song. I, I think it has so much impact. I think it reminds me of the Luke Black song from Serbia, but Yana's doing so much more. Like, you go and look, listen to Luke Black. He's not filling it with, like, word, 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 word. He's oh. keeping it quite simple and executing it really well. I think he just gave himself, Jan, this is in Poland, way too much to do. And it just got found out on this live show, but he has presence. He's fantastic. So I'd love to see him back with something else, but I do understand why it got marked down. Mm-hmm. Does, do I think that means that Blanca was amazing? No, mm-hmm. but it probably was a bit more of a palatable package. Oh, for sure. As in overall package, I would have gone for Blanca. All right, so there was a lot of controversy. Fans have been doing, in Poland, have been doing um, petitions. People have been saying there's been bias with the jury, mm-hmm. that it should stand, the EBU should get involved. Oh We've, we do hear this every year for one national final or two. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on this? Well, the Polish jury is always a little odd. you got to remember last year, they voted for Paranoia by Daria over Ockman and River. Now... Don't get me wrong, I quite enjoyed Daria's performance, but there's no way that you could put that ahead of the vocal performance that Ockman performed. So, I mean, there's kind of precedent here, and ultimately, if you've got a national jury, things can get a little spicy, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think, look, it's one of these interesting things, like TV channels can do whatever they want. I'm not going to go and say that they had already chosen Blanca and blah, blah, blah. I think maybe, obviously, she'd done a lot of performances already. Maybe there would have been a bit of favoritism. There was a lot of things pointing that they had picked Blanca before. Well, there was just a little bit of positivity in her direction, for Mm -hmm. sure, but I'm not going to outright and say anything else. They could just choose internal. Like, if they want someone, they can just choose them. Um, Mm. I guess putting on a facade of a show, I can understand if I was a Polish Eurovision fan, I would be upset. They're the ones who have a right to be upset because Mm. they're the ones who have been sold the show to get behind it, to vote, to take part. And if if it's already predetermined, that would be frustrating. Oh. For us international fans, we don't have any right. EBU have no... They have nothing to do with national finals. It is totally to the discretion of however they choose and however they want to do it. Look, I understand the fans in Poland being upset if they don't feel it's transparent and there's no transparency being brought forward by the broadcaster. Let's see a jury breakdown. Let's see the number of tally votes. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. If you've got nothing to hide, get it all out there. And the last thing I'll say on it is always, people always point out jury members and connections to artists. Whatever nation, pretty much maybe the only ones I can think of are things like big ones like the UK or something. It's pretty impossible in most nations to have a jury that don't have some connection with an artist. Mm. The music industry, industries aren't that big. Like in Australia, anyone they would get would have some connection to an artist, pretty much. Mm. So it's pretty hard to do. So either you do international or you just accept there's sometimes going to be that 
that case or be as transparent as you can. Yeah, and I think it's the lack of transparency that's making people uh, angry on, on this occasion. But ultimately, I actually think out of the two of them, Blanca was probably the right one to send and that's coming from someone who preferred Gladiator in the studio. Mm, I'm kind of with you. I think Blanca's the uh, possible successful package for them. All right, well, we had the semi-final of Melody Festival on this morning, which is the rebranded Andra Hansen, the second chance round, a chance for those who missed out originally to make the final. Michael, you caught all the coverage as I was flying back. What happened in Sweden? Well, yes, our semi-final results. Let's quickly go through these for you. Our top uh, scorers for the semi-final were Nordman with their uh, sort of song. I don't even know what it's called, like traditional kind of instrument on stage. A bit schlagery, to be honest. Did not surprise me that this got through. That got 75 points. Deos came second, 70. So they're all fairly close here. He'll be performing in the final next week. Now we have an Aussie connection with Kiana. She came in third with 69 points. So as you can see, very, very close. She was born in Perth, uh, subsequently moved to Sweden with her parents when she was two, has forged her life and career there. But hey, we're still kind of claiming her, particularly if she does well. And then the final of our qualifiers is Mariette with one day. She got 63 points, uh, beating out Tennessee Tears with 55. So in the end, she got through with a little bit more space than she had last week. All right, well, that means we have our full lineup for probably the most anticipated national final of the season, the Melody Festival, next weekend. Yes, we certainly do. And they do have our running order out. Opening the show next week will be Jon Onrik Fjolgen and Ark North featuring Adam Woods with their sort of EDM yoiking number. Other notable ones here, Panatos will go in slot number five. Nordman will go in nine. Loren will go in slot number ten. She'll be followed by Deos, and closing the show will be Paul Ray with Royals. So I'm expecting a very, very high-quality final next week. So also taking part this morning was Portugal's Festival de Canção semi-final number two, and we had our six qualifiers. No dramas this week with any phone lines, I believe. <laughs> yes. Talk us through these ones. Yeah, true. And it was still going by the time I arrived back from the Philippines because they start so late and they go so long. I think I could have flown there and back and it would still be going. But look, I won't go through every qualifier here because look, there's a lot and I know people aren't as invested, but there's a couple ones that just to pick out here. Barbara Tonoko, who came second a few years ago with her song, um, that kind of French-style one, she took place this morning with um, Good Night and Qualified with a very interesting kind of aesthetic. It was kind of like a still polaroid picture kind of thing with a little bit of movement. Yeah, and then, yeah, I thought the staging concept was very, very interesting. Can't say I'm a massive fan of the song, but I really like the thought and the creativity that was put into the staging. Yeah, the only thing is you're going to have people pretending they're completely still when they're blinking constantly. <laughs> it is a little bit, and they're wine shaking and stuff it would be a very hard gig to do but it was just a little odd at times fair enough i can see where you're going with it but still it was an interesting effect i can't say i'm a massive fan of the song either but she's great also probably one that's catching a lot of people's eye from this morning that qualified is edmundo Enacio. Uh, with a festa that was a really interesting performance that was the guy in the red mm. kind of uh, outfit and had those kind of inst- like blind as in they weren't blind they had blindfolds on 
instrumentalist come at the end. It, it had something. Yeah, I found it was very odd that the kind of band, in quotation marks, joined him just for the last kind of 30 seconds kind of thing. They could have probably used them a bit more because they were very stark in their look. But no, it was, it was a good, good song. I liked his LED use as well. Uh, one that I just a quick one I like actually is Voodoo Marmalade watch out for them no one else likes them but just I enjoy it but one that got a lot of people talking about was a non-qualifier which was Bandua which a lot of people expected to get the Televote wildcard mm-hmm. but missed out yes it was interesting because once it didn't get through with the jury Televote people were like oh, it's, here we go, this is going to romp the telly vote, and it didn't, mm. and, you know, and, and instead we got, uh, was it the punk sportif instead? Yep. Look, I thought it was okay, uh, Bandua, just maybe a little odd, really, but I mean, Portugal can be a little odd in general, can't it? I really enjoyed it. I quite liked it. I, I would have liked to see in the final. I thought it would have brought something, but there's always that, you know, hard luck story of something really interesting that misses out mm. on the final because, look, there is so much diversity and interesting music in Portugal. I think we've got a bit of catching up to do ourselves on Festival de Cancel um, before next weekend, but can't wait for the show. It will finish off the national final uh, season. It'll be the last national final next week. Yes, it, uh, it will be, I have no doubt, a very good national final and it will drag on four hours so oh, well. be prepared got to go out with a long uh, with a whimper not a bang <laughs> it seems it wasn't just national finals this week mike we also had some songs come out including the cypriot entry which we were very very excited about more so than usual because it was from an Australian, Andrew Lambrew. Yes, originally from Sydney, but of Cypriot uh, descent. So we've been looking forward to this. Exactly. We are definitely going to be getting behind Andrew in his campaign at Eurovision. And he released this song this week. And let's have a listen to it. It is Break a Broken Heart. I see you for who you are, but you can't break a broken heart. Right, we had a few teasers of the song. We kind of knew the sound of it all, Ooh. but we got the full package this week. What did you think about the song and um, his music video as a swimmer? Yes, <laughs> interesting. We'll maybe go into the video later. Um, I have to say, good song. I like it. I really, it's a good power pop song. I really like the way Andrew has challenged himself with this selection. He could have gone for, you know, the high energy dance pop number, but this is something different. There's really some big vocal moments here, so it gives him an opportunity to really show the the sort of singer and artist that he is. Yeah, I think this is very good quality. It didn't surprise me to see that this was Swedish written because mm. this is just good quality pop. And that's Andrew. Like, I think we could see that particularly from his performance last year. I wasn't a massive fan of Electrify going into it, but I thought it really came to life in the staging. I think actually a song like this suits him better. I don't think he's a big dancer i think about some movement will be good with him but not too much so he can focus on hitting those vocals 
connecting down that camera mm-hmm. and just delivering something that is just very good like this. Yeah, I'd like to see the staging concept for this. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I do think the song kind of needs a bit of a staging narrative. Um, look, he is very captivating on camera, etc. But to just expect him to sing this song and carry it all the way to the grand final, not really sure. I think they do need something in the staging. And I think that extra element will kind of take the pressure off him as well and and allow him to free himself up and really sing the song while they have something that keeps the viewers engaged as far as the staging goes. Yeah, exactly. Give the narrative. Don't make him do the work for it. Let him just concentrate on doing the performance he needs to do. I do think the music video is interesting. It's a bit like, how can we maximize Andrew's look even more so? Get him topless as a pretend swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he obviously can swim, but you know, like it's like, let's try and get some more eyeballs on Andrew in that more aesthetic, appealing uh, way. Also, while he was swimming, he was wearing like large earring and stuff like that. Like, obviously, not too concerned with drag or anything like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So it was an interesting. I like the video, actually. I think it's quite colorful and, and very, very well shot. Good quality video. And it's had a really good, uh, lots of good feedback from fans and a lot of good feedback from here at Australia. He will be in, how, in our semi final, so I do dare say there could be a lot of Aussies picking up their phone for Andrew and I do hope so let's get behind um, the other Aussie in our semi-final yeah definitely also looking forward to seeing um, how much he does of the pre-party circuit see if he gets out there and belts out the song live and we can all see how um, how he's traveling Well, one of the other songs to drop during the week was from the Netherlands, Mia Nikolai and Dion Cooper. Now, we know they've been working with a former Eurovision winner, as in Duncan Lawrence. So let's have a listen to what they've come up with. This is Burning Daylight. I've never been good at crying, always wanted to be the tough type. As I said, Dale, this was highly anticipated. What are we thinking of their efforts? Well, look, I do think this is a quality song. You can hear it. You can hear it in the production. That music video is so well put together. Uh, You can tell there's a good team behind it all. Unfortunately, it's just leaving me very cold. Mm -hmm. I don't feel very much about this whatsoever. I was a little disappointed. Oh, okay. I'm completely opposite. I really, really like this. This really jumped out at me. I do like the songwriting here. I do think it feels very contemporary as well. This is something you can hear on the radio. So if it was to get through to the grand final, that's the sort of thing perhaps juries do reward. I find the vocalists very captivating on their own. Like they obviously have strong vocals, but I will say I was missing the chemistry in that video presentation. Yeah, it's going to be hard until we see them live. And I think the one thing that, I guess the one thing that worries me with this 100% tally voting is that I think if there was jury tally voting, I would be less worried about it for the Netherlands because this is so high quality. I could see this top three with the jury and it would get through on that almost on its own. I do think what's going to compel someone to pick up the phone for this song. And I do think the one thing going for it, even though it's a little weird, is that it almost has that a monster like me um, someone's male sings first, female comes in, sings their bit, they come together for a crescendo at the end, which can work. It's a basic formula, but it works. If they can make that special and they make that really pop, 
then I think this could grab people in its just quality um, presentation and Mm. song that it is. I think this could be captivating live, but you're right, it has to have a staging concept that brings it all together. I think all the elements are there, but we need to see it in a cohesive kind of package. As I say, they struck me as good vocalists. I don't think they'll have a problem singing it. It's about bringing them together and me buying that package, I think, is where we're at. Yeah, and I do think, like, when we talk about televoting, I'm not thinking you have to be wacky and out there. Uh, People vote for quality. Mm. They always do. I just think that this doesn't maybe, like, look at the dip there last year. That had a hook. That was was a much better song, if you ask me, straight up, as in first kind of listen song. Mm -hmm. So I think that was always going to stand out and grab people. This, I'm just wondering where the grabbing is. Where's my hook? Where's my thing? I don't want to listen to it 10 times to get it. Mm. My first listen, again, maybe I had high expectations, but I was severely underwhelmed. Okay. Wow. Um, I have to say, I do think it could fall into that trap of being everyone's fourth or fifth favorite song on the night. They go, okay, that was all right, but no one votes for it kind of thing. Mm. You know, I don't think it's going to finish dead last in the semi-final or anything like that. I think there's too good a quality here for that, but... Hmm, I'm not saying automatic qualifier kind of thing either. So I'm a little caught in the middle here. If this was Australia, would you be feeling confident? Wouldn't confidence not the word? (laughs) (laughs) Hopeful would be the word. Maybe not confident. But I think the Netherlands do a very, very good job of their staging. They do. Um, This has obviously been very well thought out by a very, very good team. So hmm, I've got confidence for them. I have. Yeah, exactly. And we don't have the full lineup of their semi yet. I do think they're in the tougher semi so far from Mm. what we see. But um, hey, good enough song, you'll get through. Absolutely. Well, once again, that was another chock-a-block week there, Dale. What do we have on the horizon? Well, we have the last week of national finals, but that's not the only thing happening. Because, number one, let's talk about it, the tickets are going out on Tuesday, March 7th in European British time. Uh, Everyone's been waiting for this one. Everyone will have the devices out. I would suggest at least four to five if you're trying to buy tickets. But yeah, it's good to see that they're finally going on sale. Exactly. And we just were lucky enough because we are in the OGAE Australia Club. There is a fan kind of packages that go out. Not many about them. We were pretty far down the list, but we just found out we have jury show packages for... Eurovision, as long as everything goes okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, standing at jury shows. So really looking forward to that. Really stoked. We kind of had it in our heads that it's going to be so competitive with tickets. If we don't get any, it's not the end of the world. We can still enjoy the whole thing. But no, it's great. We've now got some tickets. We're going to be seeing all the acts. Stoked. Exactly. And look, there's look whatever you get, and if you don't, we're still going to go for live for the Australian Semi. Let's see how that goes. But if you go and try and get tickets on the Tuesday... Just grab anything you get. If you don't have to go to the live to be amazing, we've done the lives, we've done the jury shows. We love the jury shows. Yeah. We love the lives just as much. It's it's just being there for the occasion that it is. Now, just for timings for Australians, on Tuesday, that will be 11 p.m. Um, in New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania, 10.30 in South Australia, 10 o'clock in Queensland, 9.30 in the Northern Territory and 8 p.m. in WA. Check Aussie Vision socials. We'll tell you again on that one. But yeah, get ready, get your devices out. Absolutely. If you're going for tickets, good luck. Other than tickets, we do have a whole bunch of song releases and national finals. So let's get cracking on this one. On the 7th, we get Switzerland's song from Remor Fora 
which we've not even mentioned the entire season yet, I don't think. Sorry, yeah. Remo. Yeah, I believe there's some little snippets going on out there or something like that. They're giving little teasers, so I'm interested to see what Switzerland bring this year. On the 8th of March, which I believe is International Women's Day, Taya and Salina are bringing out their song for Austria. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that's going to be? <laughs> be interesting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And also Israel, Noah Carell's song, Unicorn, will also be released. A lot of um, hype about this. This one I'm looking forward to. This could be very, very good. Let's see if it delivers. And then on the weekend, Saturday in Europe, Sunday morning in Australia, we have our last two national finals, Melody Festival from Sweden and Portugal's Festival da Canção. Yeah, looking forward to both of those. Should be excellent shows. And of course, that leaves Armenia, Georgia, Greece, Azerbaijan and the United Kingdom where we are expecting to get songs and or artists from them by around just after Melody Festival. Hmm. Basically, the way this works, just for those who aren't across it, is there's a reference group meeting of all the people, the delegations that happen just after Melody Festival and where all the songs need to be in by. But they don't necessarily have to be publicly released. As we know, Azerbaijan <laughs> um, sometimes release them a little bit past that date mm, they do and i tell you what if the united kingdom choose to do that this year it's going to drive people insane they're already you know like frothing at the mouth trying to figure out who it is and what song it is so oh please united kingdom come on make an announcement put people out of their misery i know it's, it's going to be coming soon no doubt <laughs> yeah. so uk will do it soon normally someone like an azerbaijan or georgia a little bit of the guilty ones are doing it late hopefully they get in time because we've got rankings to do because mm. i tell you what mike it's almost review and rank season oh my gosh yay 37 individual podcasts sound amazing we love doing them don't lie <laughs> we it's do awesome all right well that's it for our penultimate national final uh week and we will see you next weekend yes thanks so much for joining us good luck with tickets as always thanks for joining us and thank you for your support you can follow us on our social media channels at aussie vision net and if you want to support the work that we and 20 aussie vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content then you can subscribe to our patreon the link is in the show notes thanks very much catch you later